So it could be, this is the the job that you're doing. These are the this is the role you're playing on the team. This is the the things we expect in terms of your priorities and your output. And it could be, where's the coffee machine? <laughs> like, who do I talk to if I want to get a mouse pad? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's those sorts of things. Thinking through that right off the bat for somebody who's new, it's so important and it brings so much value to them. Hi, my name is Chris Zaug, and welcome to Let's Talk Teams, a podcast by Uptick, the one-on-one meeting software that helps managers and their teams get on the same page. But more than that, actually having better conversations with one another, not just talking about projects and status updates and the stuff you can do via email. It digs into the nitty gritty things, how work is going and how your team members work best, the conversations you never get to have. This episode is taken from our Next Level One-on-Ones course, where Michael and I discuss how to get started doing one-on-ones with a new team. To get more information on our course and how you can make one-on-ones a great experience for both managers and team members, go to upticapp.com course. So to get started, there's uh, nice, nice playing fields to start with, like you're new to the team or they're new to the team. Um, not that they don't have their nuances, and there's also ones that are tougher to start from like a little messier like you're they don't trust you at all or they just don't like you or maybe you have some feelings towards this team member too that maybe you're yeah you've got your own perspectives on how they do as, as a professional but let's start from the nice garden path <laughs> okay uh let's say that you, this person is joining your team you already do one-on-ones as a practice how are you what how does that change how you start one-on-ones with this new person on the team yeah, I think the the nice thing about that is when somebody joins an established team, they already expect that there are some norms on the team. So the biggest thing for you to do as a manager is to think through what are those norms? What are the assumptions that I make? Like, I, I know these things are part of our team norms, but somebody coming from the outside wouldn't. So um, I, as an example, one of the things I love about how you've onboarded some new, new people onto the team is that you've onboarded them by really thinking through every single detail they need to know. So it could be, this is the the job that you're doing. These are the this is the role you're playing on the team. This is the the things we expect in terms of your priorities and your output. And it could be, where's the coffee machine? <laughs> like, who do I talk to if I want to get a mouse pad? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's those sorts of things. Thinking through that right off the bat for somebody who's new, it's so important and it brings so much value to them. Like, oh. Michael's really thinking about me. He's thinking about, you know, the things I need to succeed. Makes a big difference. Yeah, and and though trust building is important for everybody in all these different scenarios, making sure you're starting on the right foot with these people to make sure they know that they see you as someone who's helpful. Mm -hmm. They see you as someone who's going to help them navigate this new place. Right. So now let's talk about what's different about doing one-on-ones when you're joining an established team. Like either you've been... Uh, brought in from somewhere else in the company, or you were recently hired to this new company, but it's a you're being brought in. Yeah, that's a little bit more complicated, and it's really, really important to 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 be humble in this situation. It's easy to come in and be like, well, I, even if it's not your first time leading, it's easy to come in like, oh, this is my opportunity. I get this team, I get to mold them, I get to make them into something important, and I have really big goals and 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 expectations. It's fantastic. It's great. But if you come in with those and your personnel doesn't match your expectations, you're going to have problems. So Mm -hmm. really thinking about each person individually and asking tons of questions, finding out what they what they're passionate about, what Mm -hmm. they care about, what they're good at, what they're what they're good at. When they felt successful, 
is really, really important because then you start to piece together, okay, this is who my team is. This is our strengths. These are things we need to make, perhaps fill some holes, some gaps that we have. But, it, but you can't come in and implement your system on a team you don't know. You must ask questions. You must kind of dig in, mm-hmm. find out where they're at. Yeah. So, and again, these scenarios are important to keep in mind when starting the one-on-ones because yeah. you're either inviting someone into something you're already doing and they're like, what is this thing? Which we'll talk more about how to introduce one-on-ones. Or if you're joining something that's established, you don't want to just drive home and bring your process in right. to your point. Right. And I think that's an important uh, thing to think about, too, in terms of the one-on-ones, in terms of what they've experienced before. We're going to mm-hmm. talk about this a little bit later in, in this session. But remember that uh, people have different experiences with one-on-ones. And so that's something you need to find out, too. You know, mm-hmm. you know, Because you're new to the team, you don't really know what their experience is. You need to ask around. Like, mm-hmm. have you had them? How were they? I mean, all that stuff is going to influence uh, uh, the way you're going to handle them, the way you're going to introduce them. Totally. So, which leads right into the next next uh, kind of scenario. So, let's say you're you're coming into a team, or someone's joining your team, and they just don't trust you. They they either because a past manager has broken trust with them, and so they don't trust someone who's in an authority position, or they just have something at, uh, about you that they just don't trust or don't want to engage with. Right. You've you've walked into a couple situations like that. I have. Share a little bit about how that would change how you'd start having one on ones with. This. I think the very first thing is you got to start off by being patient. You got to realize this is not an overnight fix. The problem didn't happen overnight. You, you, you probably weren't even a part of the problem, mm-hmm. but it didn't happen overnight. It's not going to be alleviated overnight. Um, I can think of a couple situations where it took weeks or even months to really repair the relationship. But but starting off by trying to understand the problem, like how did we get here? That's a really important thing. And, and, and sometimes you can't come out in those situations with those people and just say, how did we get here? You yeah. know, tell me how we got here. So you got to kind of be discerning, but ask good questions of the rest of the team, not specifically about that person, right? We're not, we're not throwing anybody under the bus. No, no. But we're just trying to understand what happened. What's the history of the team? What's the history of the company? And when I've done that, I've been able to see some pretty clear reasons why people feel the way that they feel and why it may be kind of a PTSD feeling or, mm-hmm. or just you know lack of trust. And then um, trying to get it as much in the open as you can. That doesn't mean you come in and vomit up all the things you've learned. That means you come in and given the knowledge you have, you ask some questions mm-hmm. and you try to get to the place where somebody will share with you something that's probably pretty vulnerable to them. Mm-hmm. So it's not easy. But I think thinking through it that way and, and realizing that this is going to take time and um, this person's been here for, for some time, so they didn't get fired. Mm-hmm. So they brought some value to the team, likely. So how can we rekindle the fire? How can yeah. we get back to that? And a key thing with this in the next situations we're going to talk about is that one-on-ones are worth it yeah. with these people. These, yeah. This is the context where you have the opportunity to rebuild broken trust, where you have the opportunity to help figure out what it is um, that someone else did that caused them to feel this way towards someone who's leading or that they've just felt like they've never been given the recognition. One-on-ones, they may feel like a grind, yeah. but they're the grind that's going to help you get to the other side and actually give you a working relationship. Absolutely. And I, I can think of one specific instance where one-on-ones were the only way for me to do that because the trust was 
was broken in relationships, and we're going to talk about this later, but it was broken in a situation where uh, expectations were laid upon a staff member that they didn't understand. They didn't know. So they were getting mm-hmm. judged on the basis of things they didn't even understand. And so getting the one-on-one, getting together with a one-on-one and talking about the work, and, and this is what the expectations are. I mean, it took six, eight weeks of weekly one-on-ones till I finally got them to start talking and sharing. Mm-hmm. And um, later on, they came back to me and said, please don't ever stop having these. I think this just this brings life mm-hmm. to my work life. Because we're now we're talking about real stuff and we're we're growing, but I think um, approaching it that way is really really important. Like this is this is a rest. This is a uh, what do you call it? I, now I've lost my word. But <laughs> we're trying to resuscitate a relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Just trying to revive yeah, it. Yeah, revive. Yeah, and I think the other thing to keep in mind is like Chris, you're destroying a lot of things you want to try to do and cover. This is over the long haul. Yep. If you try to cover this all in the first meeting, yeah. dead on arrival. It's not gonna, it's yeah. the one-on-ones are gonna fall flat if you try to cover too much ground. Right. So, which leads into another another tough situation. You are a peer with someone, you've been promoted, they think they should have had the spot. Yeah, that's happened a few times. <laughs> and in, in one case, maybe I wasn't even a peer. I was probably considered to be... In this particular case, I was 33 years old, and I was put in a high executive position in a company where uh, people had known me since I was in my early 20s. And so they knew the green, immature version of me. Not that I was all that mature when I was 33, but I was certainly <laughs> more mature than I was at 23. And situations where people might have even considered themselves as mentors to me and then all of a sudden, they were reporting to me. Mm-hmm. And I think part of the, the way uh, you have to think about it, it's a word we use a lot, is the word humility. If you understand that your job as a manager was not given to you because you're the smartest or the best or the most productive, it's a role. Somebody decided that this was a role that you could, you could handle. Mm-hmm. Well, your team member has a role too. You know, and if one person on the team doesn't do their role properly, the whole team suffers. If if the offensive line decides they're not going to protect Tom Brady, Tom Brady will get killed. I don't care how great he thinks he is, right? <laughs> the same thing in management. Like you come in, your team has got to has got to understand how important their roles are. So I just kind of get it out in the open I, I, with this one guy who was 18 years older than I was and had a lot more experience. I said, look. Let's just get it out in the open. We've been friends for a while, but this is weird. Okay, it's weird, and uh, and so let's let's talk about the fact that you know you know my weaknesses, and I'm counting on you to help me get through them, mm-hmm. and kind of give empowering people to be those very people to be an influence in your life as a manager exhibits humility, and it gives them the opportunity to feel like, oh, okay, I still have a place here that's influential. I can still feel my see my fingerprint mm-hmm. on the work that we're doing, and um, but it starts it starts before you have that first one on one with you actually being humble, mm-hmm. not saying it, but yeah. realizing these people have something to add to your life and to the work life of the team. Mm-hmm. Really important. Yeah, because one on one meetings, as much as you get to talk about work, clarify expectations, and help people know that they're doing what's going to help the whole team be successful. It's all founded in relationships so that you have enough relational equity so yes. you can have harder conversations later. Yep. But if you have none to start with, or if you're in a position where you need to start building some, like one you're saying there, coming in with saying, like, I'm just leading the team. That's my role. Right. You're doing this for the team, and that's your role. Like I was in a 
I had a team member that we were doing some some marketing work, and she had so much more experience doing the the project we were going to be doing. And so right. I was like, "Look, I know that you've done way more of this. You have way more experience than I do. So I'm counting on you to crush it. Yeah. And I'm here to help work on some other things and support you and do fill my spaces in the in the work. But you're here to crush it, and that's your that's your spot. And I'm right. counting I'm counting on you to do it. And right. I need you to because right. that's what the team needs. Um, so the next situation then is you've been doing one-on-ones with someone. At some point, they just kind of slowly petered out, whether it's like, oh, we were doing them weekly, then we started doing them every other week, then we canceled a couple over the holidays, and we fell off the wagon. And for any number of reasons, they just stop happening. Yep. And so you need to kickstart them again. Yep. I've had it happen. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 I again, it comes back to recognizing that a great one-on-one is really the responsibility of the manager. It just is. Which is not what a lot of people think nope. right now. Yep. No, it's not. You and by by that I mean not that you have to do all the talking and all the planning and all that you, that should all be collaborative. Mm-hmm. We should all work together on that. But if it's bad, it's because you haven't dug deep enough to change it. And I think for me, I've had to go to team members and say, "Look, I'm sorry. You know, we set aside this time and it was supposed to be a a productive time for us to be together, for me to hear from you, from you know us to work together on some some problems, difficulties, obstacles, goals, priorities, and I let it devolve into the weather or the latest sports team or politics or things that work, status updates, things that I could do in Slack or via email, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I want to make this a meaningful, rich time. And so I think thinking first of all, owning it yourself as a manager apologizing to your team member because they know it too. Um, and, and sometimes they're okay with it, you know, but, but it's still not okay. Um, it's saying, we, I want to re- make these really a meaningful time. How do we work together mm-hmm. to make that happen? Yeah. And the last one, which is maybe what a, a lot of people are coming in with is just things are the same. Mm-hmm. I've been leading the team. These people have been reporting to me, but we're just going to start one-on-ones now. Yeah. Um, Again, that one's a, we'll talk more about how to introduce one-on-ones and set the context for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that one's kind of like just an opportunity to clarify why why now, why this now. Um, and so we're going to come back around to these relationships and figuring out what what is your context for these. So you may want to come back and jump into like each kind of different sections based on who's on your team and when we get later in the course when we're talking about what you're going to talk about and how to introduce it and all these different things or if they're if you're having a tough time getting them going it may come back and check out what it is about your relationship with this person and um yeah that's really kind of the starting point yeah it's all based on relationship this is the basis and uh and we'll we'll move on from here Thanks again for tuning in to Let's Talk Teams today. If you have any other questions, we'd love to talk with you. You can hit us up on Twitter at Uptick App, and you can also message us personally. Our info is in the show notes. If you'd like to learn more about our Next Level One-on-Ones course, don't forget to check out upticapp.com course. And if you want to make your one-on-ones better with your team or with your manager, go to upticapp.com for more information.